Hey, friends. Welcome to Speedstick Ladies. Welcome. This is Izzy. Hi. Hi, everyone. This is Ada. Ada. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. I am not a bottle in tonight, so it's already progress. We're going to be good tonight. <laughs> we hope, Ish. maybe. That's all right. What no we, promises. Yay, Ben Sound with our opening music. <laughs> Shout out to Ben Sound. We love the music. The song is so good. It's so uplifting. And Speed I love Ladies is my favorite part of the week. It is. It's the best. It's like our therapy. Okay, so let's do our tradition of our self hug. Yay. Good job this week. You're doing Good job, great. Izzy. Good job, um, thanks. Good job. So today we're talking about money. This is a money. big one and I'm so excited to talk about this topic. Um, so Izzy and I were just talking for a good like <laughs> hour before we started recording and I just a nice learned, preamble. Yes. And I just learned so much about you when it comes to money. <laughs> And I was just, I'm spendy. Yeah. I was just, we just learned about each other that she's the spendy one. I'm the more conservative one. Mm-hmm. She's like, no big deal. I'll just spend $400 on a bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, Crystal is my, my fa- life. Crystal is my favorite. And I dig just going to get a bottle of Crystal on a Friday night. Now, is it really that I'm, good? Maybe we should do that when we're on our trip together so good it's my favorite do you prefer more dry or more sweet dry okay so then you won't like crystal okay Uh, but you will (laughs) but you would like dom dom pignon so maybe we'll get like a bottle of each your mind is exploding right now (laughs) yeah that's way too much (laughs) outside my budget together those are like six seven hundred (laughs) dollars yeah outside my pay range absolutely not outside your pay range i'm pretty certain you make way more than i do um okay so what were you so we're talking about money and yes uh, disclaimer we we are extremely privileged ada and i have had great jobs we've had a great uh great life that has led us to this this point so this is more not not so much about like what we make but it's like getting to what we have made because the road has been pretty challenging to get to this point, would you say? Yeah. You know, and I think just having this conversation, we want to help other people just, you know, try to be able to navigate this a little bit easier for themselves and Mm -hmm. hopefully not have to go through difficulties like we we have, but I mean, there's plenty of people that have, it's been even harder for them. So totally. We want to be, and it's just really understanding of all that. We do. And the fact that like, no one told us, no one no one was there kind of being like, hey, this is what you should think about when you're starting a new career as it relates mm-hmm. to money. And I think you're about to get into this, but it's like, what can we offer? How can you, how can Izzy need a help for any women, anybody really heading into a new career at any age? What are the considerations? So yeah, let's get absolutely. in. So before we start with our first topic, I want to talk about something I was thinking about last night, because this is so timely. We're having this conversation. I was looking through some old photos 
of just like past places I've lived before. And I wasn't making as much money at that point in my life. And looking at the photos just made me think about how simple things used to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it's just because I'm looking at it through this like different lens now that I'm not living <laughs> that life. But um, I was thinking last night, I'm like, oh, things have just become complicated, making more money. I feel like I've made things more complicated for myself. And by Some... simple, so by simple, do you mean that you were making less but comfortable? Because I'm trying to correlate to me, like, simple no, I still is always that... wanted more. I Did always you... still wanted but more at that time. I think it's, it's like what hard is for me, like, when hearing you say it was simple, I feel like in many phases of my life, I just was not making enough money for where I was living. I was living in these extravagantly expensive places. So nothing was ever simple. It was so, what do you mean by simple? I got by. So I would, you know, I paid my bills and I had my home and my car and all that, but everything was really just, you know, I, I lived very modestly. I didn't have like an expensive car or an expensive house or nice furniture. It was just, you know, pretty basic. Okay. And okay. And it was fine. But I also like think about too when I when I think back to that time, I always still wanted more. I wanted to, you know, take trips and buy the more expensive car and nicer clothes and all that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's not all chalked up to what it you know, what you think it is in your mind at that point. Like once you have it, it's like, I mean, is this it? Like, I don't know. It's not that exciting. Oh yeah. That's that's absolutely true because I, you know, currently am making more than I've ever made and it's fine. It's not like, um, like I go back to that, like adage, it's like money does not buy happiness. It certainly, it really doesn't. It's like you, you get to the other side and you make the money that you want to make. And then you're like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. And you've got to be doing something that you really like. It's like what it, so it's, it's not everything, but it certainly helps. Yeah. So you, so, so you, you want to get back to the simple life. Like, how do you do that now? What yeah. are you going to do with all your, all your dollar bills? I need to people? turn off my fucking Amazon account and quit ordering <laughs> shit. That's the problem. Number one, going through all the packages every day, I think becomes overwhelming. <laughs> the online shopping is out of control because it's like, I don't have limits anymore. And I'm like, Oh, I want this. So let's just like, I need to control that kind of stuff. Cause it's, it's not necessary, but isn't it, they're not, you're not spending like thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, I don't oh, know. I don't, you I don't are? keep track yeah. of it. I'm sure it's a oh, good, wow. good okay. percentage of money. The amount of skincare and makeup I've purchased yeah. in the past yeah. month is like yeah. stupid. So anyway, I, I get mad at myself for that. Give stuff. yourself grace. It's not stupid. Give yourself grace. And it's also um, kudos to you. Congratulations on where you've gotten to and that you have that freedom to kind of do what you want to do. Like, that's amazing. That's the dream. So, um, okay, let's, should we start? I, yeah, no, let's, yeah, we'll dive in. So okay. like, what was our, what was our, um, what was our, our ramp up to current day? Like how we were raised? How did we think about getting paid for our time? Yeah, really good question. So I want to hear your perspective on that first. Uh, for me, so my parents, 
actually not just my parents, but both sides of my extended family and any as well, going to college and being successful. I'm going to put successful in air quotes because that means different things to different people, but having kind of like management level positions in professional atmospheres or environments that wasn't really like the family vibe that I grew up in. It was more, I don't know if you, I don't know if this is a PC term, blue collar or like just like hourly jobs, even yeah. as my parents, mm-hmm. I remember they were struggling kind of like my whole life. And so uh, I kind of jot down here, like my parents, it was like live and die by the paycheck. It's like, don't ask questions, just put your head down, get to work. Um, being paid your worth was not at all. It was like, just get your pay so that you can pay your bills. It was, it made me extremely where, what it's manifested in my current life into is that like being, and I'm a little bit better about it now, but it's like being absolutely deathly terrified of losing your job. So I was taught that and bless them. They did the best they could. They were trying to like put budgets together for me. And again, I'm spendy. So like I get a dollar, I spend $2 and that's been my entire life. That's who I am. <laughs> I'll get my paycheck and then I'll hand it over to like a homeless person. And my it's like cringe to my parents and my husband. They're like, no, like that's your money. So it was more about making sure that you could, uh, I think my parents struggled so much with money because they didn't have well-paying jobs and they had two small kids and a home and all that stuff at a very young age so it was just about getting paid it wasn't Mm -hmm. about your well-being it wasn't about what you wanted to do in life your real kind of capabilities and what you could do or what you could what you're worth for your time it wasn't about that it was just get the get the paycheck yeah just to be able to get by Mm -hmm. and your parents from what I remember stayed within the same companies and the same roles for most of their careers right oh yeah they're the there's still those boomers that are like lifers things didn't really change like Mm -mm. they probably weren't getting big increases they probably could have gone somewhere else and things would have changed for them financially but they never did that wasn't a thing back then though too and we didn't have like the I would say like the um educational chops or professional chops to kind of back that up. Whereas like, I feel like you and I are well positioned as well as many of our peers that, Hey, we could, we could go anywhere. And, you know, with almost 20 years under our belt, we can go, we can write our ticket anywhere we want to go. So I think we're in a much different position. And whereas my parents were just like clinging to dear life, like to the jobs that they did have, which is respectful. Like it made me realize that what it did make me realize is that I always did want a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to be able to do things in my life, but I think because of what they realized in the freedoms that they maybe didn't have financially, that's why they're like, you're going to college, you're going to go do these things. And like, you know, and now they're extremely proud of, you know, where I've landed and luckily I've gotten a pretty good way yeah. so far. So You've it just amazing. wasn't um, you have two. I just don't think it was ever a thing. It just wasn't no. something. Again, we talked about this with mental health last week. It just wasn't something that you talked about with like what your pay should be. No. Yeah, I, my story is what about you? Pretty similar to that. So my parents got married really young and had children really young. So mm-hmm. they they struggled to get by, but they they got by. We had a nice home and mm-hmm. they provided for us and. Um, I, I feel like 
I was just taught to just really be grateful for anything that we got. And money was definitely not handed over to us. We had to pay for our own vehicles. Once we started driving our own insurance, our own just, you know, bills, we were, we were just taught at a really young age to start working. I think I started babysitting when I was like 12 years old and haven't stopped working since then, Mm, but same. Yeah you know, we didn't really talk about budgets or money. It was just earn your money and pay your bills. The only thing I I think that my family talked to me about with money was they would make fun of me and tell me that I like money would burn a hole in my pocket because I always remember being compared to my brothers who would just save all their money and I would spend it immediately. Anytime I would get so you it. Are kind of spendy. You yeah. Are kind of spendy. Because, but okay. I ha- hardly had any money to my name. So I was like, the minute I got a little bit, it was like, it was gone. It's like, ah, oh, we got to go do something. Did, did, did our parents give us money to go to the movies? Like, did we, or did, was that our allowance? Oh, probably an allowance. My parents never handed, like for me, I always had to earn everything. Mm-hmm. It was never just, oh, here you go. So yeah, I had to do, I had to do my weekly chores. I'm and sure I would get it was a specific chores. amount of money. Yeah. It was chores. And, but to your point, like I wouldn't just get money. It was always had to be earned, which, you know, to our parents' credit, that's a good thing to learn. Yes. Very and basically. Absolutely. Like they, they taught us to work money. for it. Yes. I think I had to, yeah. I, I mean, I had to mow my grandma's lawn. Oh, it was bad. I hate it. Um, so, you know, I, I think that I, my parents instilled some good values in me when it comes to money, but I was terrible with managing my money and managing my budget when mm-hmm. I got out of school. No one ever, I'm sure there were classes about it and I just didn't fucking pay attention, but um, I wish that my parents would have shared with me how they budgeted their money. Even to this day, I'd still be really interested in understanding how, how they do it. Um, but interesting. I, I wish that would have been shared with me and taught to me more than just like saying, Oh, money just burns a hole in your pocket. You know, it's like, I, so teach me. I always got the money doesn't grow on trees. And I'm like, cool. Yes. What? So <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? So I teach like, me. Right. Yeah. I, so I, I, I did the same thing. But I would always get told like money's burning a hole in my pocket. My dad did sit down with me once I got like a steady paycheck in high school and he would like in like on paper like write out like x amount for gas x amount for fun x amount and so he did try really hard for about a decade to give me a budget in life (laughs) and and, and, i love that your dad did that he he did he did like he literally like for a whole year mapped up my budget and like the first time i looked at it i was like (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna need a little bit more here some finagling here not realizing <laughs> that you know the power company won't just take my good faith they're like no no this is what you owe so I would always it, what ended up happening in my early 20s is like I would call my parents on that second week of like not getting pay, you know like it was a two-week paycheck pay period so the second week I was all out and I was That's like so dad I need money and so they would like they would like flip me a hundred dollars this happened well through my 20s privilege. that my parents would get privilege as fuck they would just flip me you know one or two hundred dollars to get me afloat to my next paycheck because 
yeah like they would do that like god knows what they were keeping from themselves because like i couldn't do shit with my money like so kudos mom and dad so my story was a little similar but a little bit different because i would get into my situations where i would run out of money and i wasn't getting paid again and rent was due Mm -hmm. or whatever right um I don't think I, I never really asked my parents for money. I think I was too scared of them, but my brothers would loan me money all the time. So going back to the brothers that constantly saved their money and were responsible, they were still fucking picking up my slack in my twenties for me. I always paid them back and I always had um, a running debt with one of my brothers constantly, but we're good now. It's all, it's all paid up. It's all paid. Yeah. Do you um, think that's why you're so conservative now? I think I'm conservative now because I've just, I get scared of like the unknown and being on my own. I've, you know, gotten laid off before and that's stressful. And I don't want to feel that feeling again. If I get laid off, I want to know like, okay, I got a good nest egg. Like I got time to figure it out. So that's all. Okay. No, that's smart because I think many of us that went through the recession of 08, I I lost my, uh, I lost my position, but I didn't lose my job. So I've never, fortunately, knock on wood, I've never been unemployed. Like I didn't have that situation per se, but it's, it's something that I like that. What is that rule? Like have six months of bills in your savings. Emergency fund, yeah. Emergency. Six months. So I'm, I need to work on that. So I think that's good. A good tip that my brother gave me when I was going through all these money problems in my twenties, it was right Mm -hmm. as I graduated from school, he gave me, uh, Dave Ramsey's book, the total money makeover. And I started following it to the T I became obsessive with it. And that's how I like got my shit together. And I started working an extra job to pay off all my debts. And like, I learned very quickly, but that book turned it around for me. I mean, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it really did. It changed everything and taught me how to budget and how to manage my money. And thanks to my brother, I remind him that he did that for me. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'll read it because I still don't have my shit together at 40. So let me, let me read that book. I would love to see you do it. I would love it. I let me get my shit together. I you mean, know, maybe just, we should we should do this together. I should totally go back to doing it to like okay curb my online shopping habits. That would be fun, actually. I need I need, I need a boot camp. Yes. So, so basic story of like our first topic is that neither of us managed money well. No. And let's let's talk about though, um, because like our set to- second topic is like had we negotiated a better salary back then mm-hmm. would it have changed things but what i'm hearing from both of us is that no we just would have gotten maybe worse in, in a worse hole or a position but i do think this is a thing like to to this day i've never negotiated a salary not what? one time in my professional career not once Wait, i didn't even know that Mm-mm, not one time i i was very much like i said like my parents taught me like take what you get like don't you dare have the audacity to challenge what someone's willing to give you like that's what I that's the vibe that I grew up with and had in every one of my careers shit yeah okay well yeah that's crazy I 
Well, we're going to have to get you negotiating <laughs> one of these days. Well, I, the next, well, the next role you will be. So I love that you said that because I am actually really proud of myself. Uh, I started a new role this year and I wasn't making what I thought I should make. So I said something to, you know, my boss and my boss's boss the first week or two on the job. And I said, I need to be making more. And actually my boss agreed with me. You, you know, they were like, yeah, I don't like your pay. Well, then I didn't let it go. And then after like three months, I'd really proven they were like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's... And, and, and so lo and behold, I asked one more time. I was like, okay, now it's insulting. So give me more pay. Like, and they did. Good for you. So I'm excited about that. Cause I'm that's rare to see point. somebody negotiate it in the middle of the role. Yeah. <laughs> or after just three months, I was like, okay, this is insulting. Give me more money. And luckily, you know, I think has something to, to, has to do with like the great resignation, you know, like everyone's trying to keep good people, but I was like, yeah. So anyway, so never negotiated. No, that was never a thing to me. You do not counter. You just take what you get. That was my vibe. Okay. So what was, for most so of I'm, I'm most, sensing that yours, yeah, yours it's is different, different, but for most of my career, the first 11 years of it never negotiated. I would just take whatever they offered me. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I should be grateful for that. I didn't know how to negotiate it made me uncomfortable. Right. So right. I would just take whatever. Um, and then when I ended up changing companies, this, this may not be the best approach, but I'm going to be really honest here on what mm-hmm. I did. I lied about the amount of money I was making when, when I had the initial conversations with the recruiter, instead of telling them my actual salary, I told them what I thought in my own head that I should be making, which was about 30 grand more than what I was being paid. Mm -hmm. And everybody seemed to be totally on board with that. And I was like, what that worked? Like, it was like, in my mind, it was just a game. And I was like, let's just see, you know, if I can get away with this. And, um, I ended up getting even, I want to say like 20 grand over that. So I ended up doubling my salary by taking that approach. You were wicked lowballed from the last job. Extremely lowballed. So I stayed there for 11 years getting very underpaid, not realizing Uh, that I could leave and make this kind of money. Yeah. So incredible. I felt like very much the imposter syndrome though, going into that job. Cause it did mm-hmm. weigh on me and hang over me as I did that. Like I knew it inside of me that I did okay. that, but I mean, but you rocked it, right? Yeah. And it worked. So, so. that's where I, I was seeing, I, I read something the other day about, um, do something that makes you uncomfortable. Do something that you feel you're a little underqualified for and then crush it. Like, if, if any of us wait to make that actual number that you had in your head or like be at that, we're never going to do anything. We're going to become no. stagnant and become, it's just, and also I don't think like you, you had said, like, it's not the best way. Why isn't it? Because if I'm talking to a new place and I have a number in my mind that I'm worth, you fucking say that number and they'll either meet you or it's not the right fit. That's it. And I, I feel like I have that mindset now. I didn't know yeah. for sure. I didn't have it. Oh, then. And I, of course. And I didn't either. Clearly. Like I have that now, like I was today years old when I got that, like I didn't even negotiate for my new role that I got 
four months, five months ago, mm-hmm. you know, just like, okay, like I this is it now. you didn't. Oh my God. No, I, I can't either. Ada, Ada, I'm, I have learned so much and I will, I'm different and I will negotiate from now on out, but it just wasn't, and, and I, not negotiating has bitten me so hard. And what I mean by that is that I was, my company promoted me and moved me to New York City and my salary was embarrassingly low. I barely ate. I barely paid my bills. And I thought it was like, at the time I was getting, I think it was like a 20K increase to go to New York City. I didn't do any homework. I didn't do any looking into it was not even like I was in the poverty level, like living in New York City. Like it was so awful. And it was just like, I'll never do that again. And they knew they were doing that to you. Isn't that that's the that's it's the worst wrong. Part. It's so wrong. So like, I, I think like, what? No, you and I as people leaders, you you and I as leaders, if we were hiring a new role and someone asked for like a really super low salary, I wouldn't even pay attention to that. I would I always go to the midpoint of a range based on like, if they're brand new to the role, like I'll give the midpoint of the pay band, but then if they have more experience, I'll try to get as much money as I can for them. Yeah. I it's agree. Just the way I, it's just the way I work for We're spendy people. when it comes to spending We're other spending. people's money, we will be spendy well, and people deserve that. You need to pay people well. Do. Yeah. Pay them. So I want to talk about, before we move on to the next topic, since I have the experience of negotiating probably yes. three different times, I want to talk about what I've learned and things that you should do when you are negotiating. Please. Um, How do you do it? Yeah. Yeah. So you need to have, have things to back yourself up with. You can't just go into the conversation and say, this is what I need to make and not really have reasoning behind it. You need to sell yourself, put something behind okay. it. So you need to set yourself apart from the other people. What is it that you're bringing to the table that makes you different out, you know, within your experience or places you've worked um, compared to, you know, what somebody else is going to bring. You need to share that with them and why you would make more over that. You Question. Yeah. How, how would one know what sets them apart knowing that you don't know? You tell what them what your strengths are. Good question. So I, how is that different than like, if they were to ask me like, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Like those stupid lame questions. It's well, like, no, I'm different this money because. Yeah, yeah. And it's a different conversation when you get the, the offer. So you repeat to them what your strengths are. Mm. These are the things I'm bringing to you. This is rare to find. Um, and I think, you know, most people can find some sort of skill set that they have that maybe sets them apart from others. I think, I think you brought up a critical point just then negotiation happens when they have chosen you yeah yeah so they've chosen they've already made the decision yeah exactly so it's not like you're in contention it's like no here's what I bring to this role and this is what I'm expecting for pay so I think that's a critical piece that you just said that they've chosen you so have that trust yourself have that strength to say well no they want you there for a reason I'm gonna pay for good people yeah so um, the other piece is use the Google machine, search the salary and <laughs> where you live and you can find what the range is 
and ask for the highest of that range. You can share that range with the recruiter, whoever it is that's making the offer to you, but show that you did your research and that's the data that you have to back up why you're asking for that. Um, you should also always ask for, I think a minimum of at least 25% more than what they're offering you. Cause they're not going to give you 25% over that, but mm. it's a starting point for you to, you're asking for more than what you know that they're going to give you yeah. and it'll help make them feel like they're at least getting some sort of deal out of the situation. Right. Okay. Good. Good. Other things. It's easier to negotiate bonus percentages than it is salaries. It's also, it's also easier to negotiate, um, sign on bonuses than salaries. So companies are more willing to, well, sign on bonuses don't repeat every year. So that's an easy one. Right. And then, um, I'm not exactly sure why bonuses I've always been able to get a 5% bump up on my bonuses. When I negotiate, and you do that, uh, you do that up front, like when you're getting yes. the job. Yep. Wow. That's so fascinating. if they're not going to give me a bump up in salary, I'm going to say, okay, then I need a 5% bump in my bonus structure. Like whatever it is, you find me the money somewhere, but you're exquisite. Oh, thanks. This is just from wow. experience. I've done this through experience. Wow. I've you, literally never done this in life. And I thought I was like, good. Well, I think wow. you just learn these things as you kind of do it more, You're but blowing my mind. I would say the last thing that's really important that you do is you go into it confident. You are not going to feel confident. You're going to feel very uneasy and uncomfortable with it, but you right. have to just be really direct and straightforward. This is what I'm asking for. Okay. You call me back and let me know. That's it. You're amazing. Do oh, you have you any is there anything that you do? Like sometimes I will, before, before big meetings or something that's really tense, I'll do like a stance, like a super Wonder Woman. Yes, yes. Super Woman pose. Do you ever do that? I used or to. Like that? I used to like, do it. To when give I... yourself that confidence because yeah. I don't think it's easy. Like you and I can like muster up the confidence with the experience that we have now. I think it's easier for us to like say like, no, fuck this. I've got it. For a younger person or someone newer to their career, uh, it might not be as easy to be like when we go, when we say, okay, be confident now go. <laughs> like, yeah. How? 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 Okay. So be confident by doing the wonder woman pose, write out exactly what you want to say and read it out loud. Um, just to yourself multiple times, like you're practicing it, that'll help build your confidence. Um, manifesting it, saying it out yeah. loud, I'm yes. going to get this job and I'm going to make this amount of money doing that over yes. and over. Literally it works. And I it do does. that all the time. For me, what I've done in the past too, I love those by the way, uh, for me in the past, what I've done is I've visualized myself at my lowest point and said, look at what I did. I got through that. Go in and get this, like go in yes. and do, go in, go in and run this meeting. You got How this. motivating is that? Yeah. That's amazing. You know, so it's, it's like thinking about that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, you've got this, like you can do this. So I love what you're saying. So whether or not we've had money problems in the past, it's always critical to understand what you're worth, what the job is worth. From my standpoint, please, please understand your cost of living, please. 
And that includes, like, I can't say believe that you did that. Please, please, please. Like, I, like, there was legit one week that I could not afford food. And I was like, I was, I had a roommate. So I would like just sneak some of like her stuff. Like, I would just, it was awful. I'm That's like, terrible. Never again, never again. So, you know, and they took total advantage of me. And it's like, so I, I want to hope at this point, Ada, that our companies are more, uh compassionate toward and not taking advantage of but you don't know that so and you're also it's going to vary by leader so just embrace and like cover yourself mm-hmm. negotiate the fuck everything that ada said write it down <laughs> that has got to be the gospel going forward thank you i feel good thank about you. this this one it's it's a topic i'm very passionate about you're gonna help me get my shit together at 40 i can't wait yes give me your the next book. N- your your next negotiation and we're gonna get you the total money makeover yes my husband will owe you flowers he'll be like thank you for that like, <laughs> we have separate accounts and like mine's always like empty um anyway so transfer transfer <laughs> i don't have access to his money Um, that's a whole nother conversation I don't know how couples manage money together like I think about that and I I think there's no way I could allow somebody to have access to my account I don't know how people do that we don't so we have one (laughs) small sidebar and we'll make this another topic but like we have one joint account where like we just put half of our paycheck into that and that's what all of our bills and then we each have our own account where again I run mine to the scent every two weeks. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and, like, and, like, and so I still mismanage my money. Um, but I at least put enough money into like our accounts so that yeah. I'm doing my half for like our mortgage and stuff. But oh, I still mismanage for sure. Um, <laughs> Do you like, ever have to ask to- for like a, a little bit of a loan to yes. get by? I'm like, yes. I'm like, hey, I need $50. For, and like, he's like, okay like <laughs> really annoyed like why why because um, I clearly I, I bought like a t-shirt you know it's just, some shit. It was just something so shit like I literally just bought a, a t-shirt that says 1973 <laughs> and it like ran me under <laughs> and I was like I need 20 dollars <laughs> like, just like why so that's what that's I do funny. um okay so Okay, so we've talked about our, our 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 money problems, where where we how we were brought up, talking about negotiating and why it's important. Um, my question to you too is, how do I know if I'm getting paid enough for what I do? Yeah, that's that's a big question. And, and I love that you and I are transparent. Like we to- we both tell each other what we make. Yeah. And we motivate each other to get that money. And we're all, like, we're, Ada and I are, have a very specific figure that we want to get to this mm-hmm. year or within the next year, both of us. I love that. I don't think everyone is as comfortable sharing. And why is that? Well, I think when you know that you're pretty comparable to another person, then you're more willing to be open with them about it too, right? Oh, like if one's okay. well above another, it's a really uncomfortable, like uncomfortable conversation okay. to have 
but I also then it becomes feel- equity or like, or like an equitable well, maybe one person feels like they're superior over the other but I, I feel like oh I wish it wasn't so taboo for people to talk Mm-mm. about their salaries or even talking within your peers at work about how much yes. you make I think that would open up a lot of shit. If people were talking to each other about how much they made, why is it, you know, the reason why they shut it down and said, Hey, don't talk to each other is because it's so fucking unfair. So like the bands are, yeah, the pay bands are like 60, 70, 80,000 difference. So you could be the same level of someone and be like this massive, actually, I think it's more than that. It's like, in some cases, it's like a hundred thousand dollar gap, but I, I do agree with what you're saying. And I want to share a quick story. I met with, um, my, like a mentor, a friend, uh, a person that I reported to for a few years. And I actually just recently had like breakfast with him. And I said, Hey, I was in charge of a $200 million business and I made $48,000 a year. He was like, yeah. I only made a hundred. I was like, and he was one step above me. So I was like, okay. And then he, he went on to share that some of my male counterparts made 70,000. So I had a lot of problems with that. I said, first of all, $48,000 for a $200 million business. That's not like on what scale does that make sense? Then to come to find out that people equal to me made you know, $22,000 more than me. And then one step above me made, you know, $50,000 more than me. It was like, so it was just a conversation that got pretty kind of strange. And, um, but, you know, he confirmed, he's like, there's nothing that I could do about it at the time. There was, um, it just wasn't what it was. And I'm like, that's a shitty answer, but okay. Yeah. And I think it's like, if, if we would have been talking to our peers about it at that time, things could have been different. We could have had different conversations with our leaders. Mm -hmm. And so my peers today, we've shared what our salaries are. And I do. Yes. This is the first time I've ever worked with people that we've done this before because we've just become close. We go out drinking together and that's just a topic that comes up. So it's awesome. I did find out though that Um, one of them did make more than me, but once I got my promotion, I was making that same amount, but, um, it's, it was really uneven. So I think there's still a lot of opportunity there and I don't know, you just kind of move on from it. I I don't know if it's like, if you don't like it, you're the only one in control of that situation. So if you don't, if it doesn't make you feel motivated to keep going and stay at the company, then you just take matters into your own hands and you start looking around and you tell them what it is that you want to make. So things can change. I I think what happens all too often is if someone is sharing it with a peer, it then becomes against the person. And it's like, as if they had like give them props that they did whatever they now it's never about the person it's like either they did what they needed to do to negotiate it mm-hmm. or the company like is inequitable which both are the first one's not problematic like kudos to them they negotiated they got their money the second one if the company is being inequitable and this is why they don't want anyone to share it with each other because then it becomes, oh, we have to pay people like equitably. Oh, okay. That's a, you know, that's a bigger conversation, but I think it's, um, 
I think, I think to your point, sharing with peers is like the first step to know if you're getting paid enough for your responsibility. Also, I've used resources like Glassdoor. It's a, an app or, you know, an, that you can look up, even at your own company, you can look up the average salary of your pay or of your title. Um, mm -hmm. You can look up the pay ranges of all of those. You can look up the pay range in the industry for what others are getting paid. And then of course, look up your cost of living. I just can't say, can't not say that enough. Um, try to yeah, come up with some sort of a formula for your experience too. That's a good like call. X percent I, times how many years? I don't know. So. And I think that as long as any of us are under this corporate umbrella, it's always going to be controlled and not the way we want it to look. So yeah. you also have to be okay with a little bit of that. You know, of course, like you should be compensated right. for what you're bringing to the table. But then again, right. like, I don't know, we can't go into it with entitlement either. Right. It makes me think of a lot of employees I've worked with in the past that have come to me and, and said, I, I should get a raise. I'm like, okay, so what are you doing to get the raise? Yeah. And they're not, they're not doing anything. They just feel entitled to it. And, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I, I was being too hard on them, but I just feel like you've got to, you've got to step it up and you like, you have to earn it to get paid the money. It's not just going to get handed over to you either. Well, it goes back to what you said about whether you're asking for a raise or you're negotiating an upfront salary, come with facts, come with a plan. So it, you can, it's a business case, like yes. anything else. Yes. You have to build the business case as to why you deserve that money. Same way that any company, like any team builds a business case of like why their team needs that money to build whatever they're trying to build or do over a given year. So this is awesome. I love that. Yeah. This I is a too. really good conversation. I, I love keep it, Ada. I keep thinking about the stupid Kim Kardashian when she said, nobody wants to work, get off your ass and work. It's and so true. Think? Like I know people hate it on it, but I'm like, you have to fucking work. Like we didn't get to where we're at by just being lazy and just waiting around for shit to fall on our lap. Like, no, we've been hustling this whole time. I think we're where people were, were like in their head about what she said is that now, listen, I think she works her ass off. I really do. But also, she has been born into so much more privilege than any of us can even yes. imagine. Yeah. So, like, that's the problem with her statement. It's not that she was like, but, like, girl, check yourself. Like, like, just be careful before you throw stones. True. You're in a glass house. You're in a glass yeah. fucking house. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> just careful on that. Like, that's what I would say to her if, if I would offer advice. So. All right, this was an awesome. <laughs> I love this topic. This was good. I learned so much from Ada, obviously. Um, and uh, give us a follow on Instagram, Speedstick Ladies. We try to, you know, post some fun content and give some snippets of our of our uh, podcast episode. We'll do that with tonight's. And uh, give us a review on Apple, Spotify if you have a, if you like what you hear. And. Um, Thanks for being with us tonight. Yeah, it's amazing. The Instagram is so much fun. Get on it. <laughs> Give us a holler. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so just to wrap us up today, we think you're all very amazing. We appreciate you. And go get your money.
Bye. Yes. Bye.